Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. My name is Connor, and you are listening to Film Talks. And this week, the movie of the Saturday is The Mummy, 1999 to be specific. Uh, it's very sad that I have to mention the 1999 version, uh, but I guess, you know, we had the earlier ones, and then we had the the maligned Tom Cruise one, which, sadly, I did see, because I like Tom Cruise's movies, and I was like, hey, maybe it'll be good. It was not. It was, it was very depressing. I, I watched it in my dorm room, and my roommate was like, why are you still watching this? It's an hour and a half in, and it's terrible. But we're not going to talk about that. We're talking about the Brendan Fraser one, which is great. Um, I've been working on this stuff of like, you know, how, how do I talk about movies? Um, what's the best format? You know, uh, I think too often when we review movies or do something like that, we're always like, we try to cram it down into a number. And whenever even I do that, it feels wrong. You know, it's like saying it... it I don't feel like movies can be dumbed down into a number and have it mean anything because my number is could be way different than any other number. So let's like talk about certain things that I think everybody can um, connect with. So uh, I'm going to mention structure, characters, the look of the movie, the feel of the movie, and rewatchability. And, you know, I'll sprinkle in the fun facts because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a very fun guy. I got a lot of facts, you know, I'll just chuck those in at random times, spice it up a little bit. So structure, How, wh what are we talking about with structure? Well, structure, I would I would uh, call the, the the plot of the movie, the, you know, what you immediately come for. What, what, is, what is this movie about? Well, um, think Indiana Jones, but goofier. We got an American, and he's, well, actually, let's, it actually starts way before that. We got ancient Egypt. We have a bad Egyptian guy. He's like a, um, sort of like the magic court guy. He's, you know, and um, he falls in love with the Pharaoh's uh, wife. Uh, I don't know if you want to call her a wife partner, whatever they call it. Uh, but he's not supposed to, obviously, because it's the Pharaoh's wife. Um, so they try to keep it on the down low, Pharaoh finds out, what do they do when the Pharaoh finds out? Well, they kill him. Well, that's not good. So, um, you know, bad things happen to the people that kill the Pharaoh. So, uh, bad magic priest guy gets mummified alive, okay? And this is, what is this, PG-13? PG-13, and he gets mummified alive. Let's just say there's some, like, dark stuff in this movie. There's people getting stabbed. The 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 wife partner lady who's um, who stabs the pharaoh, she kills herself. And then the guy gets mummified alive, which means he gets his tongue cut out. He gets these beetles that, like, suck into your skin and they eat you inside and all that stuff. Um, brutal. So we skip forward in time. We we, we leave him. He, he's a mummy now. Uh, we know where this movie's going. Uh, we skip ahead now. Brendan Fraser is now this American gun-touting guy, you know, shoot-shoot, very stereotypical. You know, if anyone thinks, what, what what are Americans like? Brendan Fraser in this movie. That's what we're like. And we and we want to be like that. That's, that's what we want to be known for, dang it. Um... Basically, Brendan Fraser knows the location of a hidden city, um, and it's a city 
that uh, everyone's searching for because it's it's uh, been told to have secrets, gold, treasure, all this stuff, and everybody wants it. The city, hopefully I could say this right, I, I've been practicing, okay? Hamanoptera. Now there's a P in there, and I know it's screwing me up. It's, it's, it's definitely screwing me up. Hamanoptera. I think the P is silent. I'm going to pronounce it that way through the episode, and hopefully that's fine. <laughs> um, and so he, he runs into different characters, like Rachel Weiss, uh, her brother, and uh, they, they, they get to, the, they get to the, the, the city, and they accidentally awaken the mummy. And what does he want to do? Of course, he wants to regenerate himself. But there's like a whole bunch of things where there's there's a curse and and he's supposed to bring on the 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 plagues and so there's like all this fun and stuff with with a mix of horror. There's some scary stuff in here. I remember I watched this when I was little and my parents were always like cover your eyes or they'd skip through some parts and I didn't know why and then I find out why later and I'm like it's not that bad. Sure, maybe it was bad if I had watched it then, but it's not that bad. They mostly cut away, but like you're like, like there's this one where this guy gets like sucked dry. That sounds bad. He gets he gets his insides. He turn he, he goes from a, a living flesh person to a corpse, completely bone dry. But you see it through a through through a, a shadow of the incident happening. So it's still PG thirteen. Still rough, though. Still, you're like, ooh, gross. And then, you know, you got the screams happening in the background. This guy gets his eyes and tongue stolen from the mummy. And you see, like, the insides of his eyes uh, without eyeballs in them, if that makes sense. So, like, empty sockets. Ooh, um, nasty. Um, the, the whole of it, it's a very simple, funny adventure movie. Honestly, we don't see a lot of movies that have this kind of structure, I think, anymore. Like that simple, just, you know, uh, we're going to get some treasure or something, then something bad happens because we got the treasure, we gotta f solve the problem that we caused, basically, and we all go off into the distance, and we still get the treasure, um, which happens, spoilers. But, uh, but yeah. That's really, that's the structure, simplified and all that stuff. So what are we going to next? We got characters, and this is the shining moment of this movie, or the, the shining uh, piece of this movie. Without these good characters, these good actors, this movie would just be a run-of-the-mill, generic, late 90s, early 2000s adventure movie, but it's not. Who do we have to thank for it? Brendan Fraser, absolutely killing it, prime of his career, sadly. He, he plays the the dumb, uh, shoot-em-up American guy, and I love it. Uh, Rachel Weiss, she's um, the book-smart, pretty, but not stupid. Like, I think too often times you'll see, like, the, the woman will be book-smart, but she'll be, like, stupid a lot of times, like, it, which is counter to her character. I think they, they blend it enough that Brendan Fraser is kind of the uh, uh, the street smart, whereas Rachel Weisz is the book smart, and they they it's a good combination because you got one who's like you know I 
who thinks he's smart, but he's actually not. <laughs> but he's so confident that it kind of overwhelms the rest of it. And then um, Rachel thinks the same thing. She thinks she's the smart one, uh, but she still, you know, makes big uh, boners everywhere. Oh, I said the I said the word. Oh, mom, jot that one down. I had to. I ha I I felt it. I was like, this is where I can put the word in, and I put it in. Boom. But it was appropriate. So, boom, take it. Uh, and then Rachel's brother. He's the comedic relief character. He's bumbling around. Uh, and and probably is the reason why the adventure gets kickstarted so many times. He's the one who's pushing the story forward. Because he's just, you know, bumbling around and finding his way through the plot. Um, I think my two favorite characters, though, have to be Benny and... I'm trying to find him. I don't see him. The, the warden guy, if anyone's seen this movie, the warden guy in the jail and... So, like he's just so dumb and they have the like they have the one scene where he's introducing Brendan Fraser and he's like and she's like why is he here and he's like well he said he was looking for a good time and then he comes out and he's you know like all looking disheveled and stuff and then uh they they find out that he's about to be hanged and and the warden guy's like yep it appears he had a good time. And then uh, they, they have another scene where she's trying, Rachel is trying to negotiate um, releasing Brendan, which is when, this is actually a scene that I included in my Instagram trivia. Uh, in this scene, he actually gets dropped from, um, and is hanged by the neck. And in real life, he actually passes out and almost died and needed to be resuscitated. Um, in that scene and uh, it's back and forth I've read interviews with the director and Brendan Fraser talking about it and Brendan Fraser's just like hey you told me to act and I went all in um, but I think it's a very interesting thing that you know he almost died filming this just random scene uh, but the funny part is that it uh, above all of this the warden and and Evelyn are kind of going back and forth about uh, releasing him and so they're negotiating prices and then he accidentally goes down in price when she was going up um and you know she gets him and she's like deal and he's like ah and he let and he's like let her go let, let him go um he has just all these bumbling even how he dies they have the scarabs that dig into your skin and eat you from the inside and you know he's just this this fat guy and he's like it's an icon honestly maybe iconic scene where he just he rips his shirt open and you can see the scarab just digging through, like, you know, it's just this big bump on his chest, and it's just, like, scrambling around, and he's, like, you know, screaming, and it's so good. Um, and then Benny, I love Benny, but you hate him, because he's so, like, like greasy and gross, he's just a, like, nasty character, but just the way that, like, he always tries to, like, buddy up to everybody, even Brendan Fraser, even though they clearly don't like each other. Um, but he's always just like, oh, you're my best friend, right? And, and, and Brendan Fraser's like, oh, yeah, sure. And then he throws him off the ship. Um, and then they have that back and forth when, when the ship uh, burns down on their way to, um, what's, what's that city again? Hamanatra, Hamanatra. <laughs> um, other way there, the ship burns down, and Brendan Fraser's on one side of the river, and Benny's on the other side of the river, and Benny screams, hey, 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 O'Connell! Uh, looks like I have all the horses. And and if anyone who's seen the movie knows, Brendan Fraser's character then goes, well, looks like you're on the other side of the river. And uh, 
And it's just that reaction of Betty just looking around and being like, oh, crap, he's right. Um, it's, I just love, I love all the interactions with all these characters. And it just works. Like, they even have, they have a, um, the kind of silent protectors throughout the whole movie. Like, the true action heroes are the Magi. And their leader guy, um, he's clearly, like, if they're, if you were going to make an action movie, he's the guy. He's a good-looking dude. He can, you know, they give him a, a machine gun in this movie, and he just kills it. And you're like, yeah, that's, that's the action hero. Um... And he and he has a role, but he's not the star. It's Brendan Fraser, who's like, who always to me looks so funny when he's doing the action roles. Like he's not like uh, a a bum in any way. Like he, he's good looking. He's doing his thing, but like just the way he moves and stuff, I feel like he's trying to put on a bit. Like when he takes out his dual pistols and he's like pew 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 pew, and like you could just the way he's holding it, you're just like, oh, Brendan Fraser, you're just putting out a role, and I love it. Um, yeah, characters are great, um, and I think I I, I think even even um, uh, what's his name, Emotep. Uh, he, he's fine. Um, they don't give him a lot to do. I feel like so oftentimes I grew up watching the second one, actually. I, I barely watched the first one. The second one was super fun to me because it was a lot more, it was a lot less scary. This, like the only scary scene in the second one is probably, uh, the scene on the train when he like sucks the life out of three guys in one room in one scene. Whereas in, in, in the mummy movie, half the plot is him trying to track these people down to you know suck the life force out of them so that he can regenerate um which which brings me actually to a very cool topic about this which is the cgi work it still honestly holds up um and i think it has a lot to do where this is like the prime period of adventure films which i mean i'm thinking about it i haven't seen a lot of adventure films since this era like you had these van helsing movie uh you had the mummy movies um a lot of hellboy like that, that like that kind of breed of movie like they all have that vibe around them um which you know that, that's you know something i'll talk about later in the episode i talk about the feel of a movie that's that's definitely a feel um but uh, the the CGI is so good, I think, because they're not using green screens all the time. Like, the this is when... 1999, right? Yeah. So this is when The Phantom Menace and that stuff was coming out. And George Lucas is using all these blue screens in the background, and it dates those movies so badly. This one, you're still getting these grand sets... You know, they, they're building stuff, and they're using CGI when they need to. For instance, when they're making a mummy... They CG him up, and he looks good. I don't, I don't even remember how they did it, but um, yeah, it 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 looks great. Even like like what I when I said he takes the guy's eyeballs and you see his empty sockets, it looks good. It, you know, it's, I'm fine with it. Um, they do all these plagues and stuff. The plagues work. Um, the scarabs look great. The scarab in the skin. Awesome, nasty, nasty, but awesome. Um, and and I think that's really that that leads into our what one two three. That's our third um, uh, subject when when discussing a movie is the look of the movie. And the CGI doesn't distract me at all. There's 
Um, a couple cool shots. You know, they're in the desert all the time. So you're going to get those, like, those, they're on a camel, and they're, you know, killing it. Um, when when the the Eevee character falls in the library, and all the, the stacks of books all fall one, one, one by one like dominoes, and she just stands there, and she's like, oh, that was a mistake. Or even, actually, the, this, this was a cool stunt where she um, leans to put the book on the other side of the bookshelf and the ladder pops up and she's just sort of like walking on stilts. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Uh, and, and it looks practical. And I feel like they would have done that in CG at this point. Um, one other stuff was cool here. The, the When it comes to the look of the movie, uh, they had... They had um, the plagues all looked cool when they did the the water all turning to to blood and all that stuff. That was great. Even when okay, maybe this is maybe a gripe, but they they have this funny thing they do, which is kind of where I get the cheese factor from this movie, where they 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 yell lines that are obviously like catchphrases and stuff. So like when she's awakening the mummy by reading the book. Um, you have this guy who just wakes up and immediately goes, don't read from the book. And you're, you're like, but what were you going to do? You've been trying to open the book the whole time. You telling me you weren't going to read from the book or that there's this unknown rule that no one has said until now that you can't read the book and you knew it, but you weren't going to tell anybody. But let me reiterate that this is like one of the greatest parts about this kind of film is that they say super cheesy stuff. And sometimes it's really cool. Like there's this one part where ben, Benny, he, uh, Emotep is going to like, like kill him or whatever. And he's scared and he's backing him down. And Benny starts um, praying. He, he has a bunch of different uh, medallions for different religions. And he starts praying to every god, like, you know, uh, Instead of, you know, praying to the one God that he believes in, he's going to, you know, cover all his bases. And uh, he ends up accidentally, I guess, speaking Hebrew. And, you know, that gets Emotep thinking. And he's like, oh, you can interpret for me. So uh, I'm going to keep you alive and stuff like that. And that's when you get, like, you know, just funny things. Like, there's this one where uh, where uh, Brendan Fraser yells at, at, the, at the mummies. For no reason, like to intimidate them, I don't know. But he just yells at them, and then they yell back at him, obviously louder because they're mummies. And it's just like nobody, like Rambo's not going to do that. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't going to do that, but Brendan Fraser is, and for that, I love you. But uh, there, there's, there, there are still even cooler things. I'm looking at these these pictures now. The beginning, there's a cool action scene that they started off with. And Brendan Fraser's, you know, aiming down his sights at, like, a whole bunch of magi on horses. And it's so cool looking. Um, that's all probably practical. It looks practical. There's a cool CG shot. It's also nasty. Again, most of the CG is nasty stuff. Um, where Emotep kisses Rachel Weiss's character. Um, but I don't even understand why this happens. But when he kisses her, his, his mouth turns... Um, from human skin into mummy decayed skin. And so she's just kissing this mummy mouth, and it's so gross. Um, but it's so great, and I love it. Um, 
And the, and that's the look of the movie. The look of the movie, it's not going to blow your socks off. It's not going to be like, wow, the cinematography is great. But it's not going to distract you. And they do funny things with, with the look, with the CG, with, you know, all that stuff. So here's where I, I find the most interest in this movie. And that's the feel of the movie. Because I was thinking about it. And adventure movies, where are they? Where are these adventure movies? They're... This kind of thing isn't being made, and probably because it just stopped being done well. Like they did uh, The Mummy 3, which nobody should see. They did it with Jet Li. Rachel Weiss wasn't in it, and she's probably the best thing about these movies, next to Brendan Fraser, and it was just bad. Like, I don't, I can't even put it into words because I haven't seen it in a while, but like, it, I definitely know watching this movie, 3 doesn't stand up to this at all. And that's, I think it's probably because it's a serviceable story that's fun and you have really, really fun characters. Um, I think when you watch this movie, the thing you instantly compare it to is Indiana Jones because it has that same kind of structure, but Indiana Jones um, is more wants to be taken seriously. Uh, Harrison Ford is, is the leading man. He is strong. He's knowledgeable. He's, he's the guy. Um, whereas again, I've described Brendan Fraser multiple times in this movie. He is not the guy. He just has guns and it's great and he works, but he's nothing without Rachel. He's nothing without her brother. He's nothing without the Magi. Like he needs people and they need him. And that creates this dynamic, a team that's super fun to watch. And that's why you get a sequel. And the sequel is pretty good, except I think probably it didn't do so well because of the kid. Um, thinking about it, the kid guy probably messed up the chemistry because people were like, hey, I just want to watch the two of them. And then the kid comes in the picture like, Ugh, get the kid out of here. We just want to watch these two. Um, but the, the, the characters really bring this together and you get those great moments. Um, you get the one where, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember cause she messes up the phrase, but she's like, I know what you're wondering. You're wondering what's a place like this doing in a, a girl like me. Or, or something like that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I think uh, maybe that's my question. Um, but she, I guess she's drunk at the time. But um, it's just like, it's just fun. It's funny. And I wish we would have more movies like this that don't take itself, don't take themselves too seriously, where they're just willing to crack jokes at their own expense. They're willing to just throw these stars out there who are just looking to have fun like you see uh rachel's character on a camel and they're racing everybody and uh she's just riding the camel and it looks like they're just having fun honestly like i don't even know if the, it's scripted but then the camel starts going faster than brendan fraser's camel and she's just struggling to hold on and they're all giggling and laughing um which makes it even more funny when they juxtapose that with um, something like, hey, we need to open the sarcophagus. Oh, wait, let me read the top of it. Oh, it says whoever opens the sarcophagus, not the sarcophagus. Actually, it's it's a separate chest, but let's pretend it's the sarcophagus. Um, but they're like, uh, oh, let's read the top of this chest. Oh, it says whoever opens it will die. Oh, well, that's not very fun. And then you'll have these scarabs that dig into your body and swarm you and eat you in seconds. And then, oh, yeah, here's some mist that sprays out of this random thing when we open it. Oh, yeah, now I'm covered in boils. And, oh, here's here's this pilot who's drunk and stepping in puddles and stuff. Oh, he's going to fly us 
back to the hidden city and then he's gonna die as well and just like just random things where you're just like oh that guy's dead i love the fat guy the fat pilot guy and then uh, i'm jumping around now i realize this but this movie is so fun that it just has so many funny moments like you have the magi guy and they're flying the helicopter uh, not the helicopter the the plane um to the hidden city and he turns to the magi guy and he's like you're doing good and he's just holding on he's just in pure wonder of the fact that he's flying and he's just loving it with his mouth open he's just like wow you can't even say anything you're just like this is funny um and then of course you you get the ending you expect and that's that the the mummy dies benji sold everybody out what happens to the guy who always sells people out he gets his kermuppins and that's that's where again this is where like they poke fun at their own genre rachel weiss's character tells him that he's like she's like you know what happens to your character in these kinds of stories he's like what and she's like you don't survive <laughs> and and that's what happens he gets it which is awesome awesome scene which i do know fun fact about so the way ben, uh, benji uh the way the the way he dies is he has a um uh what's it called a torch and all of the scarabs are surrounding him in a circle but they don't like fire so they're not closing in on him but then the the fire slowly slowly goes out and then he's shrouded in darkness and then all you hear are the scarabs running in and him screaming and they did that by having a little dimmer switch in in his one hand and he held the torch in the other hand and he'd slowly flick the dimmer and that's how they did that scene super practical and it's so great and funny and so easy and it makes a cool scene um yeah i wish i i really wish that they would make another movie like this um honestly if i think about it hard enough they probably converted this type of film into superhero films that that's really what society is using superhero films are they're that fun action family adventure story um sure they, they they go back and forth sometimes they'll be more dramatic or more comedic or more mystery but like that's that kind of film that we're seeing now and we're not getting uh non-superhero just fun romp adventure films anymore those uh those fool's gold uh sahara those kinds of movies um but i think we should right shouldn't we so what do we talk about characters i love them structure of the film it's simple it's good serviceable keeps me interested i i actually saw um i was looking at the runtime which i don't usually do but an hour into the movie and the mummy hasn't been awakened yet it takes an hour to get to the mummy, and yet the whole movie is breakneck pace. You're never like, oh, what's going to happen in this movie? Oh, there, here's a dry part. No, it's like, hey, uh, here's him getting mummified. Now Brendan Fraser's fighting people. Now Brendan Fraser's in prison. Uh, Rachel Weiss's character is introduced. She knows something no one else does. Let's go find the hidden city. Oh, Brendan Fraser knows the way. Now he's chasing... Uh, 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 now he's chasing these other American guys who also want to find the, the hidden city. Now the mummy is awakened. And then you get all the nonsense that comes with awakening a mummy that we could all expect would happen. I mean, let's not go there. I mean, I think watching this movie, you don't even need to know we shouldn't awaken the mummies. The mummies are mummified for a reason. Keep them that way. Um, 
So structure, great. Characters, great. Look of the movie, perfectly fine. CGI, not disorienting at all. Um, feel of the movie, love it. I want more of these kinds of movies. These are the fun ones. A Knight's Tale, my favorite movie ever. Why? Not because it's the greatest movie ever, because it's just fun. It just is. Like, you could nitpick it to death. Same with this movie. But it's just fun. I want to see Brendan Fraser screaming at mummies for no dang reason. I want to see Rachel Weisz laying on a, on a, a slab and then waking up and seeing a real-life rat on her stomach and screaming. It's just fun. Um, so rewatchability, I would definitely rewatch this movie again. I have. I've been doing it uh, since forever. I've, I watch this movie constantly. Not constantly, but I watch it a lot, especially since now it's on HBO Max, by the way. Whoever's interested in watching this, if you have HBO Max, they have one and two and the Tom Cruise one, I want to say, maybe. Uh, I didn't see three. Ooh, um, bummer, but no one was going to watch that anyways. So I think it really covers all the bases. So who who would I recommend The Mummy 1999 to? I would recommend it to not the people who are looking for a drama or looking for a movie to cry to or a movie that would make you think of philosophical concepts that, you know, you wouldn't think about in your normal life. Watch The Mummy on a Friday afternoon, Friday night, with your friends, with your family, and you're just like, I want to put something on that's approachable, that's fun, that you could, you know, uh, have a drink with, watching, um, eat food, have a party around. This is a fun movie that you can create an event around. And I think these movies serve that purpose perfectly. That I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to grade this movie because I think grading it is just going to lower it in value in a way I couldn't even understand. I'm just going to focus on who am, I, who am I recommending it to, and I'm recommending it to those people, those people who are looking for a fun time, because that's where this movie is. If I had people who watch my, who listen to this episode, and then they're like, hey, that movie was pretty good. Let's watch that movie. I would watch it with them. That's how much I like this movie. Um, and yeah, so that's all I have to say about The Mummy. Watch it. It's fun. You're going to enjoy it. It's not at all off-putting in any way. On the, I mean, okay. <laughs> there's some parts you might want to skip. There might be some things where you're like, ooh, that's icky. Um, but, like, corpses, like, the, the fact that there are mummies, the, the scarabs are literally terrifying. If you don't like beetles, or you don't like... I know people, some people have the phobia of things sticking out of places that it shouldn't stick out of, I guess. Or, like, yeah. <laughs> people have phobias of everything. So if you have a phobia of that, Maybe don't watch the movie. But for the most part, it's fun. It's not scary for people who are like, oh, maybe this is a scary movie. Two is less scary, but I think even the director was like, hey, it's a, it's a scary source material. It's a mummy. Obviously, you're bringing something back from the dead. But he wasn't trying to make a horror movie. There are some horror elements. So, like, there's, there's scenes, they do it a lot, actually, where people are walking down dark alleyways, and they turn, and then there's a dark figure out in the distance, and then they turn again, and now he's right behind them, and then, boom, you're dead. Uh, that happens a lot, you know, and that's very horror-ish. But then you get all these wisecracking jokes that you'd see in an Avengers movie, and ridiculous things, and you'll love it. So watch the movie. Thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. Uh, 
I loved watching this movie. I can't wait to watch the next one. Actually, I already watched it. Um, the, the next movie I'm going to be reviewing is King Kong. Well, I think it's called Godzilla vs. King Kong. It's available on HBO Max. It's also available in theaters. I hope to see it in theaters one day. The stupid AMC app won't let me in, so I can't reserve my seats. So I watched it on HBO Max and be on the lookout. I'm going to be releasing that video, uh, that podcast soon. And you can find it. At, uh, I'll notify you when it's been released on film.talksofficial. That's my Instagram and my Facebook. I also post uh, trivia posts twice a week now on both my Instagram and Facebook, so you can look for you know stuff to keep you engaged there. Um, thank you, everyone, who continues to comment on my stuff. And you can also, I always forget this, I have a YouTube page. Maybe someday I'll post something on there. Uh, my Uncle Joe needs to give me some tips. So, Uncle Joe, if you're listening, give me some tips. I don't know what I'm doing with that. It's uh, the, the name of the channel is Film Talks. And, yeah, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And so long. Mm-hmm.